Podcast. What is up, College Lacrosse fans? You are watching another episode of the Lax Factor Podcast. I'm losing count, 80, 81, something like that. This is the weekend preview and lines setting show. Uh, we're going to do this every Thursday. We're going to uh, you know, talk about a bunch of games that are coming up and then set lines for those games. Uh, we'll talk about Penn State, Yale, Penn Duke, Cuse Army, Hopkins, Carolina. We're going to set lines for a bunch of games, and we're going to set games uh, lines for games like Hobart, and Colgate and Binghamton Lafayette. We're going to try to get a little weird with it here. Before I get into it, got to get that cheddar. Sideline swap. Best place to buy and sell lacrosse gear. Hard to find college gear. Pre-owned heads, shafts, helmets, and more. Up to 70% off retail. List gear collecting dust in your garage. And Sideline Swap will send you a pre-paid label. When it sells, go to sidelineswap.com or click the link in the description. Now, let's get into this. First game I wanted to talk about was Penn State versus Yale. It's really what this game comes down to. It's the battle between Gerard Arceri and TD Erlen. And and I've always said that uh, Erlen has been Arceri's kryptonite, or at least he was last year. Yale ended Penn State season last year in the playoffs. I mean, th- these guys hate each other. These two face-off guys probably have a great deal of respect for each other uh, once the weekend's over. And right now they're probably sitting here getting ready for war. So for this game, uh, you know, I mean, we have two of the best attack groups in the country. I dare say, if not the number one and the number two, at least two of the top three attack groups in the country, because I would put UVA's attack group right up there with anybody's. We've got Grant Ament, who's got 25 points already across Penn State's first three games. We've got Maryland. Oh, wait. Or in for Yale here. I mean, it's kind of spread out. We've got a bunch of guys with a bunch of points. We've got uh, Bragg with six, Brandau with six, Kotler with five, Gaudet with five, Morrill with three. Uh, but Yale's only played one game, so keep in mind that you know that these guys all put those up in one game. And Penn State right now is sitting at at three and zero. I honestly, I originally liked Yale in this game, but uh, Adam Skates and I, he's the, he he's going to eventually come on and we'll start doing uh, this Thursday show together more often than not, I believe, uh, and we'll set the lines together right here in the show. But I believe that uh, I had Yale initially in this game. I wanted to go with uh, Yale at I think I said minus uh, one and a half. Yale by one and a half, and uh, he he kind of talked me out of it for good reason. A, it's at Penn State. B, Penn State's going to be pretty hot, and they're going to want some revenge. And C, Penn State's the higher-ranked team. So it's like all these things considered, you know, contributed to me deciding, yes, we probably had to change the line on that. So for this one, we're setting the line at uh, PSU uh, by, by a point and a half uh, is what it's going to be here. So one and a half for PSU. Penn State University, but uh, I think it's going to be a crazy game, a game that everybody needs to watch. It's probably going to be on the Big Ten Network or Big Ten Plus. If if it is, it's worth getting a month of Big Ten Plus uh, just to watch it. I think you can get the Penn State version of that for like nine ninety five instead of getting a whole month unlocked at uh, fourteen ninety five. But this is it's going to be a hell of a game here, and uh, it, it, it's one that I'm one hundred percent going to watch. So Penn State one and a half. That is what we're going with there. The next game that I wanted to talk about is going to be Virginia and Princeton. 
Virginia and Princeton, eh, you know, last year this game came down to a goal. Last year, Princeton would have upset Virginia in New Jersey if it wasn't for Birkinshaw, the goalie that's not even at Virginia anymore. He's now the starting goalie for Penn. So it was it was a really good game. Sowers showed, didn't put up a bunch of goals, but he had a bunch of assists in the game. And, and the kicker just comes down to Mike Sowers is a huge, huge threat. He is impossible for teams to contain. You can't contain him. You can't stop him. You can't do anything. So I feel like we're going to get a really healthy dose of Mike Sowers in this game. I feel like Virginia's attackman, more Laviano Kraus, that's one of the best three attack units in the country. Uh, in, in Princeton's Princeton doesn't have that kind of supporting cast around Kraus or around uh, Sowers, but what Princeton does have is Sowers and a bunch of guys that can shoot and can put balls past goalies around him. So, I mean, I really think that's what they need. What it's going to come down to here, face-off X, PD LaSala, uh, can they keep him off the board? You know, LaSala's not the guy that's going to come in and win 75% of the face-offs in a game, but he is the kind of guy that's going to win 55% of the face-offs in the game and then maybe score a goal or two in a game like this. So transition-wise, can Princeton stop Virginia's transition at the face-off X? Can they stop their transition from defense to offense? And if they can, they can stay in this game. I think what we set this one at here, regardless, though, was um, UVA at um, at three and a half. UVA by three and a half points here. I probably in this one might even take UVA at minus three and a half. Uh, but, you know, in terms of just the line, three and a half point favorite for Virginia. And then the next game. I wanted to talk about, I'm kind of just ramble, you know, ripping through these things uh, randomly here was Syracuse and Army. Army had beaten some people up badly so far coming into the season. They beat up Rutgers. They beat up UMass, both surprises because Rutgers and UMass both have very formidable offenses. And overall, they've, they've been solid teams. I mean, they're not lighting the world on fire or anything like that. But UMass last year was a really good team and they brought back offensively pretty much everybody. So for Army to beat up UMass the way they did, I was surprised. But then Army turns around, goes down to Marist and then gets blown out by Marist. And the, the, the big thing in that game, Army couldn't cover anybody. Uh, Army had face-off issues, and uh, Army's goalie, Schupler, just he, he didn't have a 78% save percentage. If he did, this is a ball game. He didn't. He had the, the, his first down game of his career here, so Army loses. I am not uh, at all uh, – I do not think in any manner – the army is going to come into the dome and just fall apart. I think the army is going to regroup. I think they're going to come into the dome and it's going to be a dogfight. I think they're going to play angry, fast, physical. I think they're going to put some points on the board and Syracuse is going to be forced to outscore army, but outscore army. They will, uh, what we set the line for this one at was, uh, uh put Cuse as a, a, a two point favorite. So, and, and in this one, I might even take Cuse at, at, at minus two, but you know, that's one that, that wouldn't be a terrible bet, but we, we're trying to nail a couple of these here. So we're saying Cuse by two for the Army-Syracuse game. And what's going to come down to Army, they need Schupler to play like uh, Dolan. I think that was whoever the whatever the BU goalie's name is. They need they need Schupler to play like that. They need Schupler to play like he's been playing uh, in order for this to be a ball game. If Schupler comes out and is under 50% uh, uh, between the pipes, then Syracuse is going to win this probably by more than two goals. If Schupler can come in and play solid, this is an interesting ball game. Army is going to match up well, I think, with Syracuse's attack. I think where Army is going to have a, a problem like everybody is they're going to have a hard time matching up, not just with that first midfield line, but matching up with that that the twos that Syracuse puts out there. They're going to invert midfielders against Army in this defense and try to 
try to force Schupler to turn around, you know, as much as, as much as possible. You, you, a lot of teams that don't shoot well, one of the things that you can try to do, start dodging and attacking from X a little more because then a goalie's not just standing there watching a midi dodge down the alley and trying, you know, he, he can see the ball and he's he's kind of set in, in between the pipes where he wants to be. You want to dodge from X, force the goalie to turn around and then get set as you're popping the ball back out top and taking shots. I think Syracuse will do that a lot on Schupler and uh, we'll see how that works out. But yeah, Syracuse, two-point favorite in that one. Another one that we're going to set here was Hopkins and Carolina. This one was tough too, because the game's being played at Hopkins. We don't know what Epstein's condition is going to be. We don't know if he's a hundred percent come this game. We don't know if he'll be 90, 80, 70, or if maybe he doesn't even play in this game. One thing that's for sure, Carolina's offense is for real. And Hopkins is lucky that its defense hasn't looked bad uh, thus far, they've actually played better than I expected them to as a unit. So I I feel like Hopkins is going to do probably a decent job of not getting beat up. But I think that it all comes down to is is Epstein playing. So for this line, we set it assuming Epstein's going to play, but not necessarily be 100%. So sadly, at Homewood, UNC, we have set as a three-point favorite over Hopkins. If Epstein doesn't play, that number's gone. You know, when you got a game where... Cole Williams uh, last week or over the weekend got shut out and didn't put up any points. That's kind of brutal, and that's a bad sign for this Hopkins offense. So they need Epstein to play. So UNC by three if Epstein does uh, play, and if he doesn't, you know, pray for Hopkins. I mean, it's not like they're going to get totally blown out, but it could change it, you know, five, six, seven goal game. UNC is explosive, and they can score goals in bunches. Hopkins is streaky and is prone to giving up goals in bunches. So we're going to say uh, UNC by three for that one. Another great game, Maryland Navy. Uh, Navy at Maryland, uh, technically. So Maryland dropped the ugly one here uh, on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, Maryland has been playing and winning games by the just the, the skin of their teeth. They've been flying by the seat of their pants. You know, they, they, every game they've, they've had a they've, – they've been down – by a decent margin, they've come back, they have won. That finally bit them in the ass, and they did not win against Villanova. They got a loss, but they're going to come back and play hard. They're going to learn from this. They're not, you know, Maryland is not an overrated team. Maryland is right where they need to be. So Navy at home, I, I, I like Maryland's chances here. I think that the Maryland offense is going to do well. The kicker being that Navy has been capable and shown that, yes, we can put some points up. They dropped 19 on Furman, but that was Furman. You know, that's not Maryland. And Maryland's got an improved goalkeeper this year. Their defense has proven to be pretty solid. Their midfielders are playing well. Their attackmen are off the charts playing well. So what we need to do here is Navy is going to have to control that attack group and try to see if they can limit Wisnowskis and Bernhardt. Maybe DeMeo will end up smoking them. We're not sure how that's going to go. And then beyond that, what we need to have happen is Navy needs to, to pretty much outscore Maryland. Now, Mer Navy has not played well in their other two games, and they have not put up a bunch of goals. I think they only beat Manhattan like 9-4 to four or something like that. So Navy is going to have to to do everything right, obviously, obviously in this game to make it close. But uh, I think that they will. I think that Navy is going to come out and give Maryland their best game um, at uh, on the road. And uh, we've got Maryland set as a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Another game. Yeah, another game was Notre Dame against Richmond. And Richmond, 
I actually wanted to set this a little higher than we ended up setting it. And and what you can do here is we you can listen to the audio version of of Skatis and I setting all these lines. Uh, go to anchor.com forward slash FM. I'll put the link in the description below so you can actually go listen to the audio podcast. Uh, the video got screwed up, so I couldn't even cut it together to use it for this, unfortunately. But we, we had a 36-minute conversation uh, that you can listen to the whole thing. Go to anchor.fm forward slash lax factor and the link directly to it will be in the description and you can listen to us go back and forth and listen to how we decided to set these but I wanted to set it higher I was I was ready to say Notre Dame by four and a half the kicker being man Notre Dame they they, they they're not the type of team that runs the score up and Richmond is typically not the type of team that plays down at least not when they're playing teams like this so uh, we're going to set Notre Dame as a three goal favorite in this bad boy and I I think that if I were to take this bet, I would take Notre Dame at uh, minus three for sure. I would take that all day. I think Skatis would have probably told you he'd probably take Richmond at uh, plus three. But, hey, that's why we do this here. Uh, Duke Penn. Do not want to forget Duke Penn. And this one, we had some logic. I I liked Penn, and Skatis actually wanted Duke to be the favorite. Duke at home, perennial power Duke. I liked Penn because Penn is, you know, they're just a really dirty offensive team. They play really good defense. They're physical. Um, they'll beat people up, sometimes a little bit too much even. So I talked Skatis out of it again, anchor.fm forward slash lax factor. You can hear us discuss it. But I talked him out of it because Duke has goalies that are are splitting time. Penn has a goalie in Birkinshaw who proved last year that he can play and he can play on a big stage and he can get hot and put up a bunch of saves. He did not do that last week against Maryland. He actually started the game well. And then uh, that, that period between uh, uh, the, I forget where their, their comeback stretch was, but it was, it was ugly uh, over the course of the fourth quarter, but Birkinshaw is a solid goalkeeper, but Penn, they have everything in place. They have their offense back. They have leaders on offense. They have known quantities that are going to be their alphas on offense, on defense, they play physical, good team defense. They're aggressive. They get after the ball. They get after the ball when it's on the deck. Um, and they, you know, so everything, Penn does everything well. Duke is still a team, even with the win over Denver. They're still a team trying to figure things out. They're split in time in cage between two goalkeepers defensively, a couple of really great defenders, and then a couple of guys that are still trying to work their way in. So I ended up talking Skatis out of setting Duke as the favorite, partly because that's lunacy, partly because of the rankings and all these other factors. What I don't like is that Penn, you know, it's only their second game. It's Duke's fourth. Penn is way behind in terms of organized practices and everything like that than Duke. But these are Ivy League kids, so I like their chances. So we set Penn at Duke, mind mind you. We set Penn as a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. And then we'll get to some of the uh, – this one's not weird. Cornell and Towson. Um, we set that at Cornell as a four-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over Towson. I just don't think that – I, I honestly think that Cornell could actually beat them up way worse than that, but the kicker becomes Towson has a really strong defense, and I think that they're going to be able to be a little bit disruptive, way more disruptive with the Cornell attack than Albany was able to be. So that's the one reason that I don't think this will end up being a, a blowout, but it could. I originally had this also set a little bit higher, but that's why I needed another guy to come in here was to try to kind of temper temper my my uh, expectations a little bit. So as we're looking at this one, we set Cornell. Hold on. Where am I here? 
Okay, yeah, we said, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a Friday game. That's why it was screwing me up so bad. So this game's being played at Towson. It might even be a neutral site, but it, it shows that Towson is the home team. So yeah, Cornell, four and a half point favorite, I think, in this game. In this one, if I was taking this bet, I would probably take Cornell at minus four and a half. I'd probably take that all day and feel very comfortable with that one, honestly. And I, I once again, Skatis and I are typically, we typically go opposite on these. He, he, he believes in the team's ability to cover. I typically believe in a team's ability to cover on the other side and, and beat, beat the team up. So it'll be interesting, but we're setting Cornell as a four and a half point favorite sticking with the upstate New York teams, Hobart. They are playing, uh, who is Hobart playing? Hobart is playing. Nah. You can tell here that uh, this was the this was the flu week, and I wasn't fully on point. I might even have to cut this here. Oh, Hobart and Colgate. Oh man, I don't know why my brain's not working. Hobart, Hobart playing Colgate at home, and Hobart will fill it up. Uh, Princeton they beat Colgate by what eleven? Syracuse beats Colgate you know by seven or eight or something like that. I mean Colgate has gotten beat up pretty well by team so far and Hobart and Colgate typically play really tough games. Hobart is not the off the defensive team that these other teams that have beat Colgate up are, but Hobart has an offense that will put points on the board and they will be aggressive and relentless in their attack. Colgate, a team that's having a hard time here. So once again, this is one that I thought this, this could actually be a blowout, you know, similar to what we saw UNC do to, Colgate, but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, so we're setting this one as Hobart at home as a five goal favorite over over lowly Colgate here. Colgate's having a hard time, but listen, you might this this is one. Yeah, I might take the I might take uh, Colgate to cover in 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 on that side of it here, just because I mean Colgate is not bad offensively. Colgate has proven you know against Syracuse at least they played tough and they actually kept. You know, I, I felt like they kept that score a little bit more reasonable than it could have been, even though Syracuse put up 20. What did they put up on them? Uh, 21, 19. You know, Syracuse put up a bunch of points on them. So I I, it, I might even take Colgate to cover on that one. But uh, we set this at, at Hobart at, uh, at five, five goal favorite for Hobart. And then another one we wanted to do, and this is where we're getting weird, Binghamton and Lafayette. Binghamton and Lafayette. Uh, I Once again, I had Binghamton set as a favorite. And Skatis was able to talk me out of it. Uh, Binghamton beat Lafayette by a goal last year at Lafayette. Both of these teams are struggling. And the reason I was able to be swayed was because Lafayette has showed the ability to score a few more points in Binghamton against solid teams. Or, well, not necessarily solid teams, but you know, in, in the beatdowns that they've taken, I mean, you look at the Lafayette game against Penn State. I don't know what BU was going to do against Penn State, but 16-9, to it proves that Lafayette defensively is able to hang a little bit, and offensively they're able to put some points up in transition, loose ball situations. They're a scrappy team, and BU has not proven to be scrappy. The only reason that BU didn't get beat by 15-20 to against Syracuse was because their goalie stood on his head. So my logic in this Kid comes off of the game against Syracuse feeling pretty good. Will not equal that output at home. And Lafayette's just Lafayette's just played a a nice schedule so far. So I feel like Lafayette's going to be prepared. So we have Lafayette set as a one point favorite in this Lafayette by one. Let me make sure I didn't miss any of these. I didn't. Other games that are on the board that will be interesting to watch here. We have. Uh, let's see here. Jack Jacksonville and Robert Morris, Bobby Moe versus Jacksonville. That ought to be a good game on Sunday. Cornell plays high point 
at home uh, up in Ithaca. So that ought to be a good game. Remember, the Syracuse Army game is at 1 p.m. on Sunday also. Denver plays a boatload of games. Denver plays on Saturday against St. Bonaventure and then on Sunday against Cleveland uh, State. And Cleveland State's a solid team. So I would uh, I would be interested to watch that and see how Cleveland State does. Another one is Hofstra and Villanova. And I did set a line for this one. So the line that I set for Hofstra Villanova, if I didn't get to all of these, we're going to post the, the graphic like we did last year. All right. So real quick to rip off the other lines that I set that we haven't talked about yet. And then we're going to let you guys get out of here is Rutgers at Loyola. I set Loyola at uh, as a three and a half point favorite. We have Ohio state at Bucknell. We set Ohio state as a three and a half goal favorite. Um, do, 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 do. Villanova at Hofstra. I'm not going to front on Hofstra this time, even though Villanova's coming off a big win over Maryland. I am going with Villanova or no Hofstra as a two and a half goal favorite over Villanova for this one. And then I did set the high point and Cornell line. I'm actually, I'm thinking uh, high point is high points played tough. They played some close games here with, uh, with equally matched opponents. I think Cornell is not going to have a problem with them. So I've set a uh, Cornell as a four and a half point favorite over high point. So those are the lines. There is a bunch of games to watch here this weekend. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so that you're notified when we put out more videos. Be sure to visit Sideline Swap. Get yourself some used lacrosse gear. Sell yourself, uh, sell your used lacrosse gear. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com to buy yourself some swag, t-shirts, hats, mugs, whatever else you're into. And as always, thank you for watching.